Hello, and welcome to Textual Attention. I am your co-host, Rachel, and every other week I hop in here and uh, give you guys a little update about our little world. Hey, how's it going, everybody? How's your night, day, morning? I hope it's good. I got a cat in my lap. She's warm. It's pretty nice. And uh, double hey, I'd like to take this moment to say a huge thank you to the ladies of Strange! Blah, blah, blah. Hey, so this episode is a little bit different. We have the Ladies of Strange as a guest. Uh, even better, uh, we have two of the Ladies of Strange as a guest. And we have that because I... Well, I wasn't there for this episode. Hmm, things happen. It's fine. But shout out to the Ladies of Strange. Thank you guys so much for uh, hopping on and being so willing to just, like, jump in and listen to just a truly buckwild book. Uh, we really appreciate you, and y'all should go check them out. They are fr- frequent friends of the of the pod, and we love them so much. We're actually friends in real life through the power of podcasting, and it's great. Uh, and... Uh, hey, they took a little bit of a break, but they're going to start releasing episodes again in February. So please keep them on your radar. Uh, go like their page. Make sure you get notifications for when they start releasing again, because they are so wonderful and magical, and we love them so much. So go check them out at the Ladies of Strange everywhere. Um, check us out at Textual Tension Pod across all of our social media platforms. We love to hear from you guys. And uh, I would like to issue a challenge to all of you beautiful listeners. Lately, we've had a thing for mafia romance novels. Namely, we're trying so hard to find a good one. It's like a personal quest. It's happening, like, not in the the podcast necessarily, but we just need to know. So if you have a recommendation for a mafia-themed romance novel that you think might be good, uh, or that you think might be just the worst thing in the world, please send it to us. Uh, you can hit us up, again, all of our social media platforms, Send us an email at textualtensionpod at gmail.com. We have links on our website. Please, we want to know. We need to hear from you. Uh, We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash textualtension. And uh, there's all sorts of cool stuff on there. You should go check it out. Uh, We're doing a live stream with our patrons on Wednesday. So if you want to be part of that, hey, maybe go go drop a line. Uh, There's a link on our website and in our bio on Instagram. Um, I'm pretty sure that that is everything, uh, for this particular book. It's a great one. It's a great episode and I hope you enjoy it. But first, this time I think let's do something a little different. Instead of romance novel wisdom, let's have a romance novel poetry corner. Set the scene. Problematic man. Women owe you nothing. So stop collecting. Oh, that was fun. (laughs) Well, guys, thank you again so much for tuning in to what is honestly a delightfully horrible episode. And uh, hey, without further ado, please enjoy episode 86, Tiffany Hates Him. Oh, love, tearing me apart from the inside out so I can see myself from the inside. Hello! Welcome to Textual Tension, a love-hate relationship with romance novels. I am your co-host, Margie, and every other week, one of us reads a romance novel and summarizes it for the other truly unsuspecting co-hosts this time. Uh, This week, those co-hosts are the Ladies of Strange, and it looks like uh, they're just uh, coming to now. Looks like those sedatives have worn off. How you guys feeling? Wait, what? 
Where am <laughs> I? And together we unpack. What? What the fuck? The fuck, fuck just, just happened. happened. Well, guys, I'm glad. How are you feeling? You know, those those sedatives can really, I know that they can really hit you. I'm a little confused, but I woke up to two ladies and I'm kind of okay with it. Good. I, I still it. have questions, but we'll be fine. Well, do you guys want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourselves and tell us, um, reintroduce yourselves because you are <laughs> wonderfully frequent members on our podcast and we love you both so much. But And tell us about your podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, now that your minds are a little clearer. So I am Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. And we are two-thirds of the Ladies of Strange. We are a podcast that talks about the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. I love the rhyme. (laughs) It was workshopped for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) We, so in our, actually on our Google Drive for the podcast, there's a sheet that's like the, when we were brainstorming titles for our podcast and you can see like textuals up there and then like tension is on the bottom and it's like something with those two words like we just couldn't quite figure it out we got there at the end i love it um so uh yeah guys uh unfortunately rachel could not make it which is why i had to kidnap the two of you um rachel has sacrificed a um an organ to the dark goddess yeah so she's recovering um and uh but anyway rachel could not be with us tonight so thankfully the ladies of strange has stepped in and guys i really like i say this every episode but you're not prepared because i was not prepared for this book and well so and i described it to you guys as a mafia romance it's really just like a bad boy romance okay and uh do we have a lot of brooding oh so much brooding. Tiffany's so, in then, got it. <laughs> so much brooding. I, you know, here's the thing. I'm usually into like a good amount of brooding. I really wasn't this time. Oh, no. <laughs> I really was not into this, this, this human disaster. So I'm sending it, <laughs> so I'm sending you guys the link in the chat and just tell me what you think of the cover and then one of you guys could read the back. All right. I have a, I, so I have a bottle of wine here hmm. and it's like, and it's like airing now, and I'm like, I'm waiting to drink it for when I need it, explaining this book. Okay. <laughs> Tiffany would be a fan of this cover, yes. I am a huge <laughs> fan of this cover. I have issues about smoking in bed, because the guy on the cover is smoking in bed, shirtless, so you know it's a romance novel. Yeah. But that- uh, he smokes outside, he smokes a blunt outside of the airport at one point in the book. But that's not a blunt, and that's a safety hazard, both health and physically. <laughs> Look, I have a scar above my nipple from getting drunk and smoking in bed one time, so it is a safety Honestly, hazard. Honestly, good for you, Tiff. Thanks. That's awesome. That sounds so painful. Eh. Okay. So, smoking in bed, he's gorgeous. Like, 70 bracelets on the right arm. It's not it's 70. It's like a Johnny Depp bracelet thing. Yeah. It is. It's in, uh, it's in black and white. Is that what he, I never noticed that he was actually smoking. I thought he just had two, two fingers to his Oh, to he's his pensively smoking. He looks like and he would be a great Abercrombie and Fitch model. Probably. It also says in the upper right-hand corner, he's bad news wrapped in a good suit. And for the record, he's not in clothes <laughs> on the cover. <laughs> so, like... 
is he clothed so during the book? Just bad news. That's what they're saying. He's just bad news. Excellent. And <laughs> the author's name is smaller than the title. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That's usually and a good just, sign. And it's also it's it's not not in this one. It's not a good sign. It's just. I mean, I don't know what it's a sign of. I'm giving it crap, but it is a really aesthetically pleasing cover. Yeah. So does one of you guys want to read the bat or read the description? Tiffany? Yeah. <laughs> She's excited. Amelia. They say love and hate are the same feelings experienced under different circumstances. And it's true. The man who comes to me in my dreams also haunts me in my nightmares. He's a brilliant lawyer, a skilled criminal, a beautiful liar, a bully and a savior, a monster and a lover. Ooh. Ten years ago, he made me run away from the small town where we live. Now, he came for me in New York, and he isn't leaving until he takes me with him. Vicious. Can I read the second half, since Heck, it's, like, yeah. obviously a different person? Yes! <laughs> also, apparently, his name's Vicious, with which... Okay. Um, <clears throat> she is a starving artist. Pretty and evasive, like cherry blossom. What? Uh, t- <laughs> ten years ago, she barged into my life unannounced and turned everything upside down. She paid no, the she price. No, she didn't. It's, you're putting this fault on her. It's what, not what, her fault. What, what price, dude? The price of burnt sheets? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Amelia LeBlanc is completely off limits. My best friend's ex-girlfriend. The woman who knows my darkest secret and the daughter of the cheap help we hired to take care of our state. That should deter me from ever chasing her, but it doesn't. So she hates me. Big fucking deal. She better get used to me. This went a direction I was not prepared. <laughs> Tiffany's face when they, they she when they you said the words cheap help was amazing. I was, was not prepared. Like, <laughs> I was too busy looking at his picture. So I wasn't reading along. <laughs> this book is bad news in a really hot cover. Well, like I, I can tell. <laughs> Although I yeah. would like to know how to be pretty and evasive like a cherry blossom. How do you be evasive like a flower? <laughs> Maybe because they only <laughs> they bloom like once a year for like a week. Every other damn flower. <laughs> No, it's way. She's the most rare and beautiful of all. Mm. Get it, mm. Amelia. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah. Um, so let's talk about some triggers. Uh, if you're on TikTok, one of them is emotional damage, i.e. Uh, uh, emotional abuse. Mm. There's a lot of murder. And there's uh, child physical abuse. Oh, no. So, Do we get to keep count of how many people die? You can. It's not that high. You, and it's di- the difference between people dying and people being murdered is different. Got you it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, not everyone is murdered. I think there's there's only... Well, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But all right. So we got Vicious. His real name is Baron, but everyone calls him Vicious. Both which, equally like, pretentious. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, and all of his friends in his like friend boy group, whatever, they all have these like names. Like another one's... Co- uh, is called Defy. Oh, I should <laughs> not be uh, into that. <laughs> can you? He's the subject of another romance novel in the series. Gosh, I'm shocked. Um, and uh, so Vicious is the resident bad boy. He's got pale skin and dark curly hair. He was broody since nine years old. 
Um, he's filthy rich thanks to both his father and then like once he got out of high school and college, he actually became a lawyer and uh, opened up a business with his three other best friends. Um, and so now they're all filthy rich. Mm-hmm. Handsome as hell, of course, because money makes you beautiful. Of course. Um, his parents are never really around. He His mom died when uh, he was nine. And um, he's part of basically a gang at this private school. That, his private school is called uh, All Saints High. And um, he's part of, like, a group of bo- of four boys called the Hot Holes. Oh, okay. Uh, One. <laughs> Tiffany, don't be into that. <laughs> Look, don't judge me. Um, but one, this is high school, so this is prior to the lawyer thing, correct? Yes, this okay. is prior to the lawyer thing. Um, yeah. It kind of, like, it jumps, like, from high school to then 10 years in the future. Got it. Yeah, that was in the yeah. book description. I pay yes. attention. Okay. <laughs> Good job, Tiff. Thanks. Yeah. Was there anything after that? Because you said one. Uh, there was, was there but two? then I remembered we were talking about high school, so I quickly shut down those thoughts. <laughs> oh god. So, um, I'm for this high school. I'm basically imagining that high school in, in the in the Euphoria series, where everyone dresses like super hot, but also super rich. Anyway, um, and also, if you've ever seen Boys Over Flowers, they're basically F4, which is like this really great, terrible K-drama. Anyway, um, <laughs> now we're going to move on to Amelia. Amelia, also called Millie, is, um, or what uh, Vicious likes to call her, which is help, likes to call her help. Is that why help was capitalized in... Help, yeah, that's why the help was capitalized, because he calls her help. Ah, uh. That's he. Um, so he calls her help because her. So her family, which is her parents, her mom and dad, and her little sister, all live on his property, and like a, a side house off of the mansion. Mm-hmm. And so her mom, his her mom is like the gardener and housekeeper, or no, she's the housekeeper and cook. And his dad is, and her dad is the gardener and like just like handyman around this giant mansion that only vicious lives in and um so like she's basically like the she lives in this like little side house on the property i don't understand rich people i don't Uh, (laughs) and um he bullies her relentlessly well in high school in elementary school they only pick on you if they like you yeah which I hate that so much. Anyway. Totally isn't grooming. That's not what that is. Um, And it's part of the agreement that uh, Vicious's stepmother, Josephine, um, that Amelia goes to All Saints High School, too. So it's like a private institution, but their family is so rich that they can pay for Mm -hmm. these poor children to go to the fancy high school, right? Okay. Um, And poor Amelia is ridiculed ruthlessly at All Saints, because she's like the resident poor kid of this trope-filled book. But she doesn't really care because she's an artist and one day she wants to go to art school. Um, she mostly paints elusive cherry blossoms. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, vicious is what he sounds. He's vicious. He doesn't really give a shit about anyone else. He spends tons of money on his estate and he just like throws parties and, you know, I don't know, doing drugs, fucking girls, drinking lots of alcohol he sounds fun he's yeah and uh you know and then just and 
because he's the richest, meanest, prettiest boy in school, he's also the most popular. Um, so girls are lining up to do him and his friends, apparently. Except for Amelia. Have you ever... she's... Yeah? Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Have you ever watched Gossip Girl? No, I haven't. Okay, this is Gossip Girl. And... (laughs) Except for, like, yeah, this is Gossip Girl. Continue. Okay. That, that makes sense. I was, like, trying. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, so, Millie, though, or Amelia, you know, she doesn't like Vicious. Bish, vicious. Because she's not like other girls. Um, oh. And that's why he can't stand her either. Because she's not like other girls. And because she can't stand him. So obviously that makes him like her more. Absolutely. Um, so, and he really, though, starts to really bully her. And I mean, this is like in school. He steals her books. He messes with her locker, stuff like that. And just like calls her name in the hallway, that kind of shit. But it really started when she like knocked on the library door of his like big ass fancy estate. And nobody answered, but she could hear Vicious on the other side, and he was talking to his step-uncle. Well, his step-uncle was actually beating him around at the time. Mm-hmm. So Vicious opens the door, not not knowing that Millie is on the other side. He, like, opens the door, sees Millie, and realizes that Millie has seen his humiliation of being beaten by his uncle, his step-uncle. And uh, then he really starts to just be more mean to her yeah because you can't be vulnerable you have to be cruel right that's a healthy way to handle that yeah exactly exactly also he's i mean obviously they're already like super attracted to each other and are in love with each other but like yeah yeah so also that yeah yeah um so let's get so get your cork board out because we got to keep track of some of vicious's family members okay so uh, here's your tragic backstory of Vicious. Vicious's father um, had Vicious's mother murdered after she survived a tragic car wreck that left her uh, as a quadriplegic. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Vicious's, who, Vicious's stepmother, Josephine, employed her own brother to murder Vicious's mother. Ooh. And vicious heard like the plan going down between all all of these parties and actually basically saw it happen Hmm. the murder so child trauma got it child trauma yeah um and murder you know there's one person murdered um woo yay (laughs) so like high school life goes on though you get you try to get over your mother's tragic passing by like drinking and being spending a ton of money of your parents money and throwing parties and shit like that um but what happens though when the girl that you that you've been bullying this whole time because you like her obviously um what happens when she starts to date your best friend how do you handle that i'm gonna guess not well you know that's you're right uh so he so dean is uh vicious's best friend one of his best friends, and he starts dating Millie, and they actually are a really cute couple, but Millie, Millie and uh, Vicious know that they who they really belong to is each other, and everyone else at school can see it. There's this, like, weird tension where everyone knows that, like, they actually belong to one another, but Dean and Millie are the ones who are actually dating. I, I, I'm confused. 
there's this weird element in this book of ownership where a woman belongs to a man. And they just all know she belongs to him. Yes, that like her heart and body and soul like belong to him. Like they are the ones who are meant to be together. Like it's this weird thing that even 10 years later, like Dean and Vicious like get into a fight about because they're like, you know who she belonged to. And Dean's like, no, I didn't. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I am so torn on this because I despise the concept of ownership. Yeah, right. Right. I get into these books, though, and I'm like, oh, but true love. Well, I was thinking about it, and I think it it actually comes back to, like, this, um, because I think it's also, like, especially for these characters, it's about control, and he wants to control Millie, and he can't. Mm -hmm. And I think that in some of these books, though, the reason why, like, we have women writing about women being controlled by men is because like we constantly have to be on our guard and we constantly have to worry about things like the world around us more than men do. And I feel like sometimes we just want to be like, can you, can you just take this please? (laughs) So I don't have to worry about something for once. Like, can you just deal with this? And so having someone say, I know exactly what you need at all times. And I know what's best for you is like, it's like really bad on one hand, but if if it also feels like the right thing to you, so you don't have to constantly be in control to keep yourself safe, I'm, you know, I guess I kind of get that. That does make sense because when I read it in a book, I'm like, oh, you know, I kind of, I kind of like this. I'm kind of into it, and then my husband's like, here, let me do this for you, and I'm, I'm a strong, independent woman. I can do this myself. But in the book, it's right, nice. Right, right. In the book, it's nice. In real, in real life, you're like, no. No, 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 I, but in a book, it's kind of like, no, I want to, I don't know. I get it. I get it. There's my point for now. (laughs) So anyway, Vicious handles his friends, or I say quote unquote friends, dating like he handles it like a champ, which means to say that I'm just kidding. He uh, actually breaks into Millie's home, breaks into her bedroom and kisses her to prove a point. No. What is the point? Is the point that he's crazy? The point, the point is that she belongs to him, Rebecca. She knows who her heart really belongs to. Oh, no. And breaking and entering an assault is how to prove that to her. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Has this, exactly. Has this dude not heard of flowers? Like, cherry blossoms are apparently a thing. <laughs> Go find some of those. He's not a nice guy, Rebecca. He doesn't do things like cherry flowers. Cherry flowers. <laughs> Cherry flowers. <laughs> That's what he calls them. He probably calls them cherry flowers. So hi, everyone. It is now time for me to crack open the wine. It is a uh, Provence wine. It's called Ma de Gorgonier, and it's delicious. It's one of my favorites. So here we go. See, I realize he's not a nice guy, but it seems like an awful lot of work to prove a not great point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, so it gets worse. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so he tells her, so Vicious tells Millie to break up with Dean, and uh, which she does initially. But then, <gasps> Gossip Girl, they get back together. Oh, Gossip Girl. And uh, then uh, Dean actually, I mean, most unforgivable thing, Dean takes Millie's virginity. <gasps> mm. 
She no is no longer of value to anybody. Whatever will she do? <laughs> well, now she belongs to Dean, right? Oh, well, no right, 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 right. She gave right. him the pink slip to the car. Got it, got it, got it, got it. That's how that works. <laughs> so obviously, this is not acceptable to Vicious. So he actually he threats first. He threatens Millie. Says, "Hey, you need to break up with Dean, or else." I am going to fire your parents and kick them off my property. And then your sister won't have medication for her cystic fibrosis. Oh my God, manipulation. <laughs> Holy. And then, and then he's like, but don't worry. I'm going to pay you $20,000 to get out of town after we graduate and never come back. Oh, and break up with Dean and tell him you never want to see him again. Look, even Capone is upset. Wait, I don't, wait, hold him. Hmm, hmm. He wants oh her God. to break up with him, but she all, he also wants her to GTFO out of town? Yes. Well, he wants, so he, Vicious wants Billy to break up with Dean. And he's gonna, he's like, I'll pay you $20,000 to do it, to get out of town and break up with Dean. But if you don't, I'm gonna kick your parents off my property and fire them, and they'll be destitute, and your sister won't have any of her medication for her cystic fibrosis. How does that sound? Doesn't kicking her out of town kind of prevent the whole being together thing? Well, he, Vicious doesn't actually want. He's like, listen, I just can't have you in my sight with Dean. Yeah, he uh, loves her too much to see. Okay, her then with somebody else throw forty grand at her and send them both away, like. <laughs> Dean can't have her, silly goose. Well, sucks or vicious, Dean has the pink slip. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not, I mean, really, it sucks for Millie because she gets $20,000, so she uses that to go to art school. But um, she she does what he says. She breaks up with Dean and she leaves town right after they graduate. Because that's Um, the basis of a healthy relationship. Yes. Uh, Well, come on, guys, because we all know that in spite of dating Dean, who her heart and body really belong to are vicious. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just love the silence on the other end. <laughs> I just, the, the guy who is like already being possessive and controlling when you guys aren't together yet. That, that, mm-hmm. That's meant, the good one. Yeah, meant that's, to that's be. the keeper. Mm, totally. Um, so we jump 10 years in the future. And uh, everyone has obviously matured past this point, right? Have they? No. No. They have not. Shock. They Uh. absolutely have not. Um, But the Hot Holes have started their own business. And there's now Hot Holes Inc. Hot Holes Inc. Uh, And they're now successful. Actually, somehow I know that the name Hot Holes is incorporated into their business name. But it's like they use like the same, like they, it's HH something or something like that. (laughs) Okay, that's now, mature. Now I can make my. I, everyone is obviously mature. They've gone on from being hot holes to being something else that also has HH in it. Um, They're an LLC. That that's it. <laughs> Anyone can do that. Now that they've matured and grown up, I can tell you how intrigued I am by hot holes, and it's not healthy. <laughs> we are two really different people, like- Tiffany. I want you to read another one of these books Tiffany just so that you and I can talk about this crazy ass world and these crazy ass people done I'm Um, downloading it now oh no (laughs) alright so um and but poor Millie is struggling to make ends meet in New York um she's just been fired as a PA she's um been late to her other job because of getting fired and she's at the current moment, she just got mugged on the way to work. 
at her waitressing job. That's on top of all on top of all that. So this is in New York City. On top of all that, her sister Rosie um, moved in with her, and her and her cystic fibrosis is like acting up, and she's actually in a lot of trouble. And they can barely afford her sister's medication. So Millie is in a pretty vulnerable position right now, right? Yeah. Um, and then meanwhile, huh, look at that. Vicious is actually working a business deal in New York City for the hotheads. Huh. So funny. Um, and, you know, on the on the back burner right now, his real goal, though, is uh, to exact revenge on his father and stepmother for killing his mom all those years ago, like almost 20 years ago now. Oh, and like, you know, that step uncle that like actually carried out the murder. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. Vicious already murdered him in a hot tub years ago. So. Mm, sexy. <laughs> Doesn't like murder. In a hot don't tub. Don't you love some good murder? In a hot tub. Tiffy, you actually have like a little bit look on your face like. I don't know, it could be kind of hot. I mean, not that I read a lot of books where that happens, but, you know, <laughs> if it it was a good justified murder. The guy murdered his mom and used to beat the him. Guy, he, yes. I'm not it's, justifying it's, murder, but... But you un- we understand why he did it. I think that, but, like, given the context of the book, and we can get into this a little more later, it would have made more sense to keep that guy alive so that he could testify against his stepmother and say like hey we all talked about this and agreed that it was the best thing to murder this woman yeah that's kind of that would have made more sense that's a good point but that also follows logic which none of these people (laughs) seem to have no they don't all right so um, back to the present vicious is at a bar exacting a business deal with deal which actually i think at that time is threatening this dude um and guess who's working the table oh the girl who just lost her job and got mugged yeah yeah after she just got mugged right and uh all of that attraction and passion is still there basically she likes to be controlled um so later vicious corners her in the women's bathroom and uh yeah yeah Uh uh-huh yeah Mm-hmm. and uh gets a quick life update from her which is like all bad things mm-hmm. and so then vicious is like hey for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year become my pa you get a fr- i'll give you a free place to stay a free apartment and i'll get a live-in nurse for your sister and uh also oh there's a ten thousand startup bonus you know what do you say i don't like this guy but i like that deal a lot <laughs> <laughs> That's how people end up in controlling relationships, Rebecca. Well, that's right. why you get I mean, a she's contract. In such a vulnerable position, and he knows that, and he's taking advantage of it. It's yeah. not good. Yes, I know, but she's living in New York, New York, and that's expensive. Yeah, it's fucking expensive as hell. Oof. Yay, yeah. capitalism. Um, right. Um, so at first, actually, she refuses. She's like, "No thanks, asshole." Like, good for you, I'm Olivia. good. Well, good for her, but like, but then she gets home, her sister's really not feeling, her sister's really sick, they live in like a tiny studio apartment, they can't afford her medication, they're literally drinking broth for dinner. Oh, um, yeah. And so like when v- Vicious actually shows up, I think the next day, with a check, and, and he's like, come on, like, just take the damn job. How did, wait, where, where did he show up the next day? At her apartment. That, why, how does he have that information? Yeah, well, you know, he's money. He's a lawyer, yeah. He's money. 
Money gives money gives you access to anyone and anything. That's unfortunately true. Just as Elon Musk, he took a giant dick into the sky. I was super jealous. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so she starts working in New York for Vicious, and he is expectedly a terrible boss. He's not, and he calls her help in the office. Like he's just really demanding and controlling all the time. And he's actually not usually in New York. He's just taking over the office temporarily for one of his other, like one of the other hot holes. Um, so who's who? Who who's the other hot hole? Do you want to guess? Does Is it Dean. the guy that he tried to get? <laughs> Shocker! That's right. Oh, fancy that! Is he Defy? Um, because that's the book I just downloaded. I don't think I don't. He's not Defy. I don't actually know who Defy is. Okay. I just know that Defy and Vicious in high school literally used to go to like a tennis court and and fight. Got it. Okay, just fight. You know, like men do. <laughs> that's that's like a pastime for men, right? Just, yeah, just fighting. Fight. Just fighting. You know, it's like Fight Club. We don't talk about that. Right, we're sorry. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, um, but vi- there is something that Vicious wants from help. Oh, I'm sorry, Millie. Um, <laughs> and that is he wants Millie to lie for him. So basically, he wants Millie to, oh my God, he wants Millie to um, threaten his stepmom and say, I know all those terrible things that you did to Vicious while we were in high school, that you like had him beat around and stuff like that. And if you don't do what we say, then we can make your life a living hell. So he's putting Millie's life in danger. Yeah. Yeah. He's Mm. expecting her to commit perjury for him. Chill. Tiffany just poured the rest of her wine into a glass. Even you can't take it anymore. Well, and he's like, and it's, here's the thing about that is it doesn't make much sense. It's been like 10 years since high school. You could have gotten those scars from anywhere. You've no physical evidence other than word of mouth that this actually happened. And you and Millie have an extremely weird relationship that no prosecutor is going to believe. Also, you're a lawyer. You should know that this won't work. Margie, he's rich and handsome. Uh, Rebecca, you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> Duh, of course. Yeah, but it's just like, well, but like from a writing standpoint too, I was like, this, this does not track for me. This is not making much sense. But okay, you know. But this is also another way for Vicious to have control over her. Well, it's a way, it's not, it's a, it's more about, that is more about his revenge. He's just kind of like, I want to ruin my stepmother's life. Which, like, fair. You know, she did, like, arrange for his biological mother to be murdered. But I'm also like, you really could have gone about this in other ways. I feel like with his resources, there are less awful ways to do that. Right. Like, that don't involve death. Well, don't involve death. Don't involve, like, like going about all this, like, convoluted shit to just be like, I'm going to ruin your life. No, you could, you could, like, bankrupt her in some other way. I don't yeah. know. Like, get her for tax evasion. 
I'm sure she's not paying her taxes. Um, I was about to say, just have the IRS figure it out. You won't hear right. from her for years. Years. So, um, they actually, so Millie and Vicious, though, they actually head to California because Vicious has some, oh, I think he actually has like threatening business to do in California with his family. Um, he stares at her on the plane for 40 minutes while she sleeps. Mm. So, mm, you know, Cullen just, vibes. Nice. Colin things hashtag just Colin things hashtag just Colin things. Um, but while so they're on that trip, and she, so Millie actually like gets up in the middle of the night because she's still thinking, and of course, Vicious is awake. Vicious is actually an insomniac, so he like I was literally sleeps. about to ask, does this guy sleep? No, he doesn't sleep. He he, and I meant to do a little bit of research on it. I don't know if this is actually the case with some insomniacs. But he will go like three days and then like and not sleep and then sleep for like 13, 14 hours and then do the same thing again. Like his body will just give up on him. Hmm. Um, So like a sim, you know, like when the sims (laughs) get too tired and they just fall to the ground. (laughs) So um, uh, so she finds him in the library and she's like, look, I cannot lie for you. I can't tell like that all these horrible things happened to you i heard something happened that day in the library but i can't like make up all of these lies and um he's like okay i understand where you're coming from i would never ask you to go to court for me i just want to scare josephine like that's a stepmother i just want her to believe that we'll take this to court i don't actually need you to do it which like makes even less sense why are you doing this because he thinks that like somehow if he proves that she abused him that when his father dies which he's on his deathbed he vicious will get all of the inheritance mm. sounds like which i'm like these are rich people who can afford rich people lawyers i'm certain they have the inheritance thing figured out and there's nothing <laughs> vicious can do about it i well vicious is and vicious is already like pretty convinced that his dad is going to leave everything to him but why is he worried? If only I fucking knew. We're not rich, Rebecca. We don't know rich people problems. We don't oh, understand right, what right, it's right, like right. to be able to get everything you need. Right. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so basically what Vicious does to like prove to Millie that listen, it's going to be fine. And also that he's like telling the truth about the abuse is that he takes off his shirt and he reveals like all these scars that he has. Because that's not body. a sexy, seductive thing to do. <laughs> but it's in some and they're already my standing like dog. super close to one another. Are they circular and from cigarettes that he smokes in bed? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. And he's like, look, look with your special eyes with on my scars, at my scars. Um, and she's... I guess sort of convinced. She's like not convinced, but he's like, just think about it. You know, you don't have to worry about it today. Keep being my PA. Nothing has changed. And they actually hang out together. Like she reads a book in the library with him while he's working. And she's like, this is weird. Am I weird? And he's like, well, yeah, but it's not like a bad thing. Oh. And then the chapter ends. Well, <laughs> what? That kind of pulls at my heart. 
that's okay no that's a super weird place to end tiffany it's 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 cute but where did it why end there um let's see here so they after so basically during that trip what vicious does is like tell his dad like when you die i'm gonna destroy everything you ever built in your business and then he's like toodaloo motherfucker that's not how you get the inheritance (laughs) right um so they get back so millie and vicious get back to new york like right before christmas and Vicious uh, successfully navigates a merger between his company and another. Basically, I think he's essentially bought it. So the hot holes are, have become even more rich. And to, he has no one to celebrate with because he has no family. All the hot holes are already married, have not have wives and all of that. Whose fault is that? Uh, yeah, exactly. And so um, he actually goes to Millie's apartment, which is downstairs from his. Of course it and, is. Of course it is. He lives in the penthouse. She lives in an apartment lower. And he's like, hey, let's hang out. And she's like, no. <laughs> and and uh, tries to slam, her, slam, slam the door shut. And he puts his foot in the door and says, fine, we won't go out. We can order in. And I promise I won't try to bang you in front of your sister. Oh, no. That, that, that would be a fret, threat. That's a threat. <laughs> but like... Well, but, you know, they actually have a pretty nice night together, surprisingly. Yeah, considering the Um, alternative sounds not great. (laughs) They eat Vietnamese and they trade trade tragic backstories. And, um, like, I kind of get this scene just because it's, they both are at this point, well, they're both kind of like, it's, it's better to have dark humor about these things than be pitied or be pitiful about it and cry about it yeah and that's kind of like where they are so they're both kind of like oh who is the sadder story and now i relate to this book damn it (laughs) yeah right so um of course they kiss because you know they kiss and uh but that's when millie's sister rosie walks in back into the apartment after being out and she's like uh vicious fuck you um you can leave you broke my sister's heart and uh force her like no fuck all of this and you're bad for my sister so get out and uh but yeah she's still a work you know millie is still working for vicious as his pa and now that he's gotten a taste oh he can't get enough yeah so she so she comes into the office the next day and he immediately calls her into his office. And Vicious is like, when she walks in, door shuts. Vicious says to Millie, turn around and face the door. No. I'm going to fuck you right now. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> consent and, and like, foreplay are great. Look at Tiffany. I can just say. Like, oh, my God. Uh, so she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on there, Christian Gray. <laughs> This is way unprofessional. We are not doing this in the office. We'll do it later in the office, but not right now. Um, so he clears both their schedules and he like plans on taking her out. And How just does he her back do that? Department. She's his PA. Well, he also has a receptionist. So How high maintenance is this guy? What? Have you How? heard any of this story, Rebecca? Oh, right, right, right. He's rich. 
<laughs> he's rich. He's also like creating like unnecessary revenge plots I'm, that probably won't work. Yeah. I'm just gonna shut up with my poor person logic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. She, Millie is like, whoa, whoa, I don't want to just go back to the penthouse and fuck. I don't want to do that. Let's just have a day together. And he's like, I don't date. And she's like, it doesn't have to be a date. Like, let's, let me just show you New York. You've never really, like, been shown New York from, like, a local. And he's like, does it mean I get to fuck you later? And she's like, yeah, we can fuck during. Like, just, I just want to go and have fun. So, like, they you know, they do. They go ice skating. They, like, eat at a restaurant. They get lots of drinks together. Um, he actually go. He gets her a uh, tattoo at a tattoo parlor off of Times Square, and they fuck in the tattoo parlor. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds so unhygienic. Okay. Yeah, well. he's fingering her in a tattoo parlor. Now, you say unhygienic. Oh, no, no, no. She sucks his dick in a t- tattoo parlor. Sorry. You say unhygienic. I say that sounds kind of hot. However, I've dated guys like this where they're like, I will put up with your bullshit of trying to form a relationship if I can do you later. And it's not yeah. healthy. No, that's pretty much what this is, too. And he makes it, but he makes it very clear of like, this is not a relationship. This is two people who are obsessed with each other and need to fuck. Um, so. Da, 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 da. they go get back to his apartment which is actually Dean's apartment he's staying at Dean's apartment in New York oh. while he handles the New York branch he That's... has money what is he doing <laughs> also is it Dean's apartment that's a part of that's above um, so Dean's Emilia? apartment is the penthouse of this building that is above and, Amelia's apartment. And, and is above Amelia's apartment, correct. Cool, and, cool, cool, cool. Um, cool, 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 cool. And also remember, like, Dean and Millie are exes, and Millie does not know that this is Dean's apartment. She just assumes that this is, like, Vicious's apartment that he's renting while he's there or whatever. Which is, like... I mean, that's a safe assumption. No. He's loaded. Why doesn't he have a place to crash? Right! Why is he couch right. surfing? Why but is he couch surfing? That's well, so how you Dean retain. There, Dean is handling the LA branch while Vicious is in New York. So Dean at least isn't there, but like, so on the walls of this apartment, there are like pictures of Dean's family and like stuff like that. And so when uh, Vicious and Millie get back to the apartment, Vicious is like, cover your eyes and like leads her to the bedroom with her eyes closed. So she doesn't see all these pictures on the wall and realize that it's Dean's apartment. Pro tip. Don't do that. If you're if you're going home with someone, you do you, but please pay attention to your surroundings. Well, like, I don't want you to see that you're in your ex-boyfriend's house, so let me take you to his bed to screw you. That doesn't right. add up. No. No. Well, it's also, it's a revenge thing, too, on Dean, because Dean took his girl ten years ago. Okay, the petty side of me gets it, but that's not the mature side, Tiffany. so don't do that. <laughs> I don't think that that... See, I'm like, that does not even make sense to me at all. At all. They weren't together. They were never... Vicious and Millie were never together. They were just this, like, weird, awkward thing at the corner of the party that everyone's like, would you two just fuck already? Like... Fair. Yeah. I think I'm trying to justify this because you're trying to justify it because you think the cover's hot. (laughs) You are 1000% correct. 
Fair, fair. <laughs> you know. Also, the guy on the cover, I don't think looks a, this looks a lot like what Vicious is supposed to look like. Like, I I have a real question. Since when does the cover ever match what's inside yeah. the book? Right, right. So true. All right. So you know. Uh, but so that night when they go back to Dean's apartment, though, Vicious lays her on the bed and then like goes to the bathroom or something and comes back out and she's fast asleep. That's Tiffany. (laughs) That's 1000% me. That's 1000% me too. And so he's like, well, fuck. So he actually like, like waits until she wakes up the next morning. Oh, he did something. He was decent about it. The- you mean because he didn't rape her or because he didn't wake her up? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I expected so much less. Yeah. Well, so he like covers her up, lets her sleep. They wake up, they have sex, and then they keep fucking. Um, you know, they just keep fucking. Even uh, so, they go to work like I don't even know when. I think on Christmas Eve, and uh, he fucks her in his office. So they do get to do that, and like everyone in the office can hear that. No. That's, Which, like, he's a lawyer. He should know that that is very, like... This isn't Mad no. Men. But this isn't Mad Men. Exhibitionism no. is a kink. However, all parties need to be involved. And that would be well, the people also, who are not, hearing it. I think so there's sexual the lack of, harassment. I think it, it could have a sexual harassment Yeah, thing it is. That. That's why I said you have to have all parties consenting. Like, the people who are around have to consent to you doing that in public. Tiffany? Can you imagine like being in the copy room and just hearing like y'all are forgetting that he's filthy rich. <laughs> you can still have sexual right, and muscles. also he owns the company, you so can, there might be a clause although, in the contract. We don't know. Rich although, people think. if you sued him, he would probably pay you like a good amount of money just to keep that shit quiet. Ooh, like. Okay, valid. I don't know. Like, he sounds really if you, petty. If you sued him for sexual harassment, he might just be like, I'll give you like $50,000 to just get out of my hair. And I'd be like, honestly, <laughs> capitalism is corrupt. I don't care. I'll take it. Absolutely. Make it 75 yeah. and you got yourself a deal. Yeah. Right. And if you exactly. counter with 50, I'll still take it. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, let me see here. So now Vicious is kind of stuck in like precarious situation because he is supposed to return to new york or not new york oh no he's just supposed to return to la he um he's supposed to like take over the la office again dean is like i want to get back to my home i'm supposed to be in new york like get out of there also he's vicious has told dean hey i'm fucking your ex and dean is not happy about it he's like and he's like, he also knows that, Dean also knows that Vicious has hired Amelia as his PA, and he's not happy about it. Hmm. Um, and because he's also petty. And so, and also, um, Amelia is firmly against moving to LA and continuing whatever they have going on. She's like, I don't want to move to LA. I love New York. This is, my life is here. Yada, yada, yada. So he's kind of like, he doesn't really know what to do because he needs to head back to LA, but he also wants to stay with Melly. Um, and he also, and, and also, there's this sort of cute moment where they, so um, Millie's little sister is heading actually out to meet uh, their parents for Christmas, but Millie 
is staying in New York. So she's going to kind of be on her own. Vicious is going to be on his own. So they agree on Christmas Eve, they're going to have like a legit date. Like she's going to cook dinner. And so like, he's like, she's like, Christmas Eve doesn't have to be a date. Like you could just come over and we'll just like, you know, hang out and just be with each other. And like, there's a moment of silence and he's like, it can be a date. <gasps> if like you want it to be. I should. <laughs> Tiffany would like that. I don't trust him. Oh, I don't trust him either. I wouldn't. He wants to stuff him. that stocking. Look, mm. no, whenever just wait. Whenever mm. you have the bad guy that like shows a weak moment, my heart explodes. And where you've got this bad guy that doesn't date, who's like, you know, actually, like, I'd be fine with that. Squeeze See, but like, I drop. like. I like those characters, but he's not even soft with her. Like, he's not even really vulnerable with her. He's barely vulnerable with her. And it's only because it's only, like, kind of to keep her tugging along. You know, it's like she's attached to this, like, it's like she's got, he's got this emotional rope on her. And every once in a while, like, when she starts to walk away, he just tightens it a little bit. Are you saying he's manipulating her? Yes. (laughs) Hold on, I'm thinking so, back on my dating experiences and why this is appealing to me. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, Tiffany, we need to just have a wine night, you and me, and talk about, like, so here are our issues, and this is why we, who we have and have not dated, and why. Girl, I'm in. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. <laughs> I'm okay, in. we're gonna, I'm, we're gonna play on this after. Anyway, <laughs> um, Rebecca, you can totally, you can totally come and listen in and just be like, you dumbasses. Why? No, no, I dated a dumbass, so I can kind of relate, but also I kind of just want to listen and collect data because aloes are fascinating. Please, um, we could we could do it after this. Fuck it. So anyway, um, and so Christmas Eve comes, and Millie like cooks, like she makes this, she makes her apartment look beautiful. She gets all dolled up, she gets dressed up, and he doesn't show. Fucker. So she and he does not call. He does not text. He does not email. He doesn't do anything. So she eventually she goes to his apartment because she's genuinely concerned. Like, oh my god, like maybe he wasn't feeling well. Maybe he passed out because like insomnia things. Like, because he will just legitimately just like flat. And so she goes to the apartment door, and there's a woman there, and the and uh. Millie is like, oh my god, I'm so glad you're here. Like, can we go in and we can, like, check on Vicious? I'm worried about him. And um, the girl's like, he left for L.A. this morning. Like, hmm. And um, and so the girl, so Millie is like, well, wh- what, do you, what do you mean? What are you doing here? And then the girl's like, oh, well, I'm just dropping off, like, Dean's stuff in his apartment. He asked me to do it before Christmas. Oh, by the way, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, you know. Have a good one. And the girl just leaves. And it's, and Millie's just like, first of all, he lied to me, did not know that this was Dean's apartment. And second of all, he just left for California and didn't tell me anything. And she, and remember, she literally lives downstairs. He could have knocked on the door in the morning and been like, I'm so sorry, I have to go. It would have taken him 10 seconds. I'm cutting Vicious off. My hopes and dreams for this book are dashed. I am so checked out. (laughs) <laughs> right i know right right um but so the reason why this happened is because vicious's father finally died deathbed died kind of thing 
So he goes out to California to like deal with like the funeral and stuff like that. And literally there's a sentence where it's after Christmas Eve. It's like, and Millie is showing on his phone as having called twice. And he's like, eh, she, you know, she can wait. There are other things more important. Fuck off, vicious. I know. I know. Um, so unfortunate. So like he's, but, but the next day he's like texting her on Christmas day saying like, I need you out here in California. Where are you? You know? Like, yada, yada, yada. Trying to call her, trying to get a hold of her. Well, maybe give her a heads up when you leave, you jackass. Like, right? Eat my shorts. That would be showing emotional maturity. (laughs) Come on. Or or just good planning. Ten years after high school, like, you're almost 30. Get your shit together, homie. Well, that's, and that's the thing, is that these people are still acting like they're high schoolers. Mm -hmm. Even Millie at times, I'm like... You're still acting like someone who you're reacting to things like you're in high school. I understood when you were extremely vulnerable, but like, you need to just let this guy go. Like, like there are so literally any other fish in the sea is better. Like any other one. I don't care if it's like the McDonald's, like filet of fish thing going by with like a broken fin. That thing is better than vicious. Um... So, um, so like, and also Rosie, Millie's little sister calls and says like, oh yeah, hey, uh, Vicious is in California. And also, um, and so like, and it it comes out that while Vicious has been in California, he's actually had a girl come to his room. No! In a hotel. Shocker. No! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so nothing happens between him and that woman, but it's after he, Uh after Millie doesn't answer um, his calls or texts, he has this woman, like, come up to his hotel room with him. Mm -mm. No, Millie, get on with your life. Um, But Vicious has also been dealt a blow because he is not going to inherit anything from his father. Josephine is going to get everything. Oh, shoot. Oh, darn. I care so much. Mm -hmm. I know. And also, like, oh, rich people, money problems. Mm. (laughs) Oh, no. You're not going to have more monies. You can't fly the dick into the sky. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have dick flying into... uh, The dick is flying into the sun kind of money. Um, So... So in Vicious, like, in even more trouble, because now Dean, again, Millie's ex-boyfriend, is uh, pissed at Vicious for hiring and fucking Millie, and he's demanding Vicious fire Millie and tells Vicious he's going to be taking the NY office back. He's like, I'm done with this. Like, I'm taking that office back. Fuck you. Um, And he also tells Vicious, he's like, if you don't do this, if you don't comply and come back to LA and like deal with this office and I can go back to New York, then I'm ousting you from the company. Like, fuck you, fuck off. Oh. I I'm 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 over you and your bullshit. Is that something you can do without the rest of the board involved? <laughs> can you can you like get a can you like charge someone with murder ten years after the fact and with no evidence? Probably except for hearsay. Probably not. No, I'm gonna go I'm gonna with guess the, so. I'm gonna go with the no. And also, like, he's a lawyer, so you'd think you would just say, like, yeah, that's illegal. Mm. You can't just do that. Um, but money, but money, but money, and also but money because um, you know. So 
Millie's not taking his calls. He's going to lose his position in the company. Um, So after he gets into a physical fight with Dean in his hotel room, he's like, you know what? I'm going to turn myself around. I can't keep living like this anymore. This is the turning point. Um, so Vicious goes back to New York. He goes to the apartment that he gave Rosie and Millie, and he finds Rosie there packing up. Millie is already, Millie is gone. Millie has quit being his PA. She mailed in her resignation. And, um, she is actually, and Rosie tells Vicious that she's working for an art gallery in New York. So, like, here's the thing. Millie is living her best life. Like, she got a job in an art gallery. She's doing good. So, obviously, he can't leave her alone because um, he goes to her workplace where she's talking to a coworker, like, outside on the street and immediately just humiliates her in front of this coworker. Smooth. That's exactly how you will. will so, he's like, because she's like talking to his coworker, and this coworker happens to be a man. And he's like, who the fuck is this tool? Like, Vicious says to that, to this guy. Tiffany, your face is just so sad and resigned. I have like, such you had high so much hopes hope. for him. You, you had so much hope. I'm glad you're and a positive under- person because I did not. <laughs> See, yeah. <laughs> I had such high hopes for him because, like, I don't know, when it comes to romance novels, I always root for the hero and the heroine to just, like, persevere he's, and become good the, people. He's not a isn't, hero! Isn't that the sad thing, though? Is that, like, this guy, a lot of the things that he does are really irredeemable in a relationship. Like, I understand, like, he could become a better person after this relationship ends and after he really fucks this up. Yeah. But I don't see those these two people being together after that. I feel like he goes on and learns how to be a better person for, for the next someone person else. who comes along. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like I these feel like things... the damage for her, it's like, the damage is done. Yeah. You know, like you really fucked this up. Um, so, so he humiliates her in front of her coworker and she's like, if you do not leave me alone, I will issue a restraining order against you. Like you are not to come into this gallery. I bet um, he says, you, I'm a fucking lawyer. You can't do anything about it. No, actually he waits outside for her until she gets off work. So oh, he just cool. stands there. Even better. freezing cold until she gets off work. Hmm. And that's like all day. No. He freezes his ass off all day. Um, and so, to which I'm like, this, if you are... This, this dude's rich! Buy a <laughs> fucking jacket! What are you doing? <laughs> well, he's trying... I guess he's trying to prove a point. Like, you know. Sorry. I, if I leave for five minutes and get a better jacket, then I'm not, I don't really love you. Mm. Yeah. Um... So, like, and honestly, if he were on Hoth freezing to death, I wouldn't even bother trying to stuff him inside a Tauntaun. I would just no. freeze to death. Yeah. You know, I'll let that giant monster eat you later. Look. You'll be a fish stick. You need to watch Gossip Girl. And also, <laughs> the guy that I'm picturing in my head as this main character, um, I wanted to punch him in his face the whole time. So, like, it fits. Although he Perfect. ends up having a happy ending and I didn't like it. So we'll see. That's the thing about rich people is that they still get a second chance at a happy ending every time. There's a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, an eighth, a twelfth chance at a happy ending. Mm-hmm. It's um, pay to win. It's fine. Yeah, it's true. Um, at the end of her work day, they finally do talk. And Vicious is like, hey, did you die from the emotional pain and distress I caused you? 
we're not actually dating. Why are you making this a big deal? Oh my god. Vicious. <laughs> what the fuck? And she's like, you're toxic. We're done. I'm over this. And But inside her heart, she's like, I'm still crazy about him. I don't I know he's fuck. still a good person. Because, he is not. Because. Because. She goes home and opens a box. Inside of this box are letters from high school. So apparently... Millie and Vicious had this like Cinderella story anonymous letter exchange program in high school where they were sending letters back and forth to one another. And like, so she knows that he still has a vulnerable side. Tiffany, you're not allowed to like this guy again. Stop it. I don't. I want (laughs) Millie to have a happy life and she's going to be in an emotionally toxic relationship for the rest of her life. And I'm pissed. So literally after that, because I have that like she she's sad because like she knows that he has this like sensitive side to him. And if only he'd like be a better person because of it. And I literally and she mourns that part of him. And I literally have a caps lock note of bitch, leave him. Right. Like this is the rest of your life and you're going to be emotionally abused for the rest of it. Don't do it. Well, Tire damn have time. To think- well, here's the sad, like, let's, let me get into the end of this book. So, um, so Vicious actually goes to Dean's office in New York and, uh, they strike a deal. Vicious can have the New York office office back for six months. If Vicious sells Dean 10% of the company shares to him. So Dean will have more control over the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and therefore, Vicious can stay in New York and handle this area and try to win Millie back. I mean, I'm not mad at Dean. Oh, I'm mad at Dean. I mean, Dean is a misogynistic asshole. Oh, okay. Who's saying like, oh yeah, my my PA, she's a bad lay. Oh, no. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Mm-hmm. First I'm pretty ha- sure he's a subject of another book with Millie's sister. Oh, no. But, yeah. So, um... Dean, but Dean and Vicious agree to this. Vicious goes to Millie's new apartment and meets her there with her last paycheck from her job. He's like, here you go. I'm going to hand this to you in person. Does the mail system not work? No, but now she, now she knows that he knows where she lives. Time to move. Yeah. Again. Well, and her place is in a great neighborhood. So he pays a junkie on the street $500 and another $100 each day if he makes sure that no one messes with uh, Millie and her sister. I'm sorry, you have cash the burn, and that's the solution you come up with? <laughs> I'm not okay with this. Uh, so he tries, so Vicious tries to talk to Millie that day, and she's like, no, fuck you. I'm not talking to you. Good. Um, so every day, Vicious meets Millie at her train station after her work day and walks her home, trying to get her to talk to him. And this goes on for at least weeks. Like, weeks on weeks on weeks. Restraining order. You know what? Do you know what this uh, relationship needs? For her to be more vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) How are we going to manage that? Well, so, uh, unfortunately, this whole time, um, her parents are still working for Vicious's stepmom. And... Vicious's stepmom is like, mm, I fire both of you. No. Goodbye. So they suddenly get fired and have nowhere to go. 
And so Millie has to go into Vicious's office and be like, my parents need help. Can you please go out there and help them? Please, please, please. Pretty please. Please, please, please. And he's like, yes, I will absolutely do this for you. No if. problem. If. No, there's no oh. if. There is no if. Well, there's usually not a spoken if in an abusive relationship, but whatever. Right. Okay, valid. There is an expectation. Um, well, and not even expectation. He just says, I'm going to go and do this. He doesn't mention anything that he wants. He's like, I'm just, I'm going to go and do this. Also, it's kind of like he gets the opportunity. So while he gets, he flies out to her parents, he takes care of her parents, makes sure they're all good. They have a new position at another place, yada, yada, yada. He effectively and thoroughly threatens his stepmother. Um, and then once everybody is out of the house, his child at home, he burns it to the ground. Okay. Why not? Yeah, you know. Why? So um, when he, so he comes back from California after having done all of this and he magically becomes this super attentive and sweet boyfriend. Um, they do talk and mutually agree that they quote unquote belong to one another. Well, I, I say quote unquote, it's not a direct quote, but like that's basically like their hearts and whatever and souls belong to one another. We're soulmates. Um, yeah, they're soulmates. Oh my God. You know why, you know why they're soulmates? Because she belongs to him, Ooh. you know? Um, so she has an art show at the gallery that she works at and it goes amazing and he's super supportive and he buys one of her paintings that is of him. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm going to fuck you while staring at myself. <laughs> oh God. Um, the he takes narcissism. Damn. I know. He takes pictures of her at this event and just like is overall like, I'm so proud of you. This was amazing. You're so amazing. I love you so much. I'm so sorry. I was such a jackass. I made so many mistakes. And she's like, you did. You really did. He's like, you're right. We should be together. So they so they start dating like sort of normal people. Um, he, you know, and when I say that, like normal people, it's like he gives her choices. Oh, <gasps> that's a novel concept. Quite a novel concept, right? Like he gives her choices. Like when she says no, he respects that. Oh, girl, yeah, get you crazy. Some. What a novel idea. <laughs> Uh, so because, you know, and because now that she has the autonomy to say no, he feels uh, that it's a good time for them to get engaged. So they do. She resigns her job in New York and moves to California with Vicious. As you do. He he buys her an art gallery out there in uh, the end. Where's her life and her sister? Isn't it? Her sister is dating some douchebag back in New York. So. Um, okay. Couple things. I started off rooting couple, for him. Only a couple? <laughs> I started off rooting for this guy real hard because, you know, <laughs> I'm into the tropes. It's fine. By the end of it, he made me so angry that I just wanted to punch him. And that's when they got together. And I'm not okay with this. I'm real I, disappointed. I'm I mean, I will say so there's confused. more like things of like that Vicious tr does at the end of the book. Like he takes her on, he like spends time with Millie's sister, Rosie. Like they all like hang out together because he's like, but he's not, 
he he does a lot of things because he's like this is gonna buy me time with millie yeah and like buy me into this relationship as opposed to like no i care about this person and like rosie her sister is a part of her life obviously and so i should like no they want to be a part of rosie's life too there's a difference between doing things because you care for somebody and doing things to manipulate the other person into wanting to be with you right right i'm not happy about this i and you know, there were, I feel like the Christmas Day thing, in, or the, yeah, the Christmas Eve thing in particular, where he didn't show up to the, their date and didn't say anything about it. Yeah. There's no excuse. No. Like, there's absolutely no excuse for that. And then especially when afterwards, when he's like, why are you making a big deal out of this? Like, we're not, we're not in a relationship. I'm like, okay, fuck you. Yeah. For one thing. And your Gossip Girl bullshit. <laughs> Um, that's, and if, and if you think about the context at the end of the book of what if she had said no, what if she had continued to say no and say, I don't want to, what if she had decided to date someone else? Oh, he wouldn't have let that happen because he's no, controlling, which is so problematic. He didn't let that happen. He, didn't. he, well, so he, well, she wasn't dating anyone at the end of, like, she wasn't even like interested in anyone else at the end of this book but i'm just like but what if she was what if that guy who like you who humiliated her in front of like what if they had been a thing would you have killed him because you've killed people before absolutely because he is that controlling a-hole i don't like him yeah i know so um his character i'm gonna give if i have to give him a rating it would be a one but i'm really gonna give him not one (laughs) That's fair. Um, uh, her character. I mean, it's hard to judge her character because he brings her so down. Her circumstances bring her so down. And she's so manipulated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's so just beaten down at every turn. I have to just give her a three because I don't feel like I really know who she is. Yeah, she's very middle of the road because... If you were in that situation, how could you make different choices? But also, you know you're going into a bad situation. Right. And also, there's it's that type of thing where it's like there are no good choices. Mm-hmm. You know, what was she going to do at the beginning of the book when he said $20,000 get you out of town? Oh, and by the way, if you don't, I'm uh, going to fire your parents and leave them destitute and your sister will die of cystic fibrosis. Right? Like, there's no good choices there. No. Those not, aren't options. So, yeah, those are not options. That's, I mean, it's blackmail. Yeah. Like, yeah. not black. Yeah. It's, it is. It's a threat. So, um, yeah. So just let's give her a three. The plot, I give a one. Because not <laughs> only is it a bad plot, it, A, it doesn't make any sense, uh-huh. like the legality of it at all, because of like the whole shit with his stepmother, mm-hmm. who, oh, by the way, like the stepmother becomes like, it, basically she gets threatened by the two of them and like fades off and you know loses all of her money in the end which does not make sense at all yeah it just does not make sense so like all that shit with the stepmother and the murder and all that doesn't make sense i don't care if you take it from a legal standpoint i don't care if you take it from like the actual murder standpoint like the uncle gets murdered in a hot tub (laughs) (laughs) like 
what 90s bullshit also <laughs> that he gets murdered in a hot tub like um so we're gonna give that like a one. Oh god i don't here's the thing about the sex guys here's the thing I don't even remember it. Oh, no. Oh. I don't remember the sex. That, so it can't have been that good. If you're going to read through something that awful, at least the sex has to be amazing. It must have not been because I don't remember <laughs> it at all. Like, I, I'm i like literally trying right now. I mean, how Something is... about ownership, I think. The blowjob in the tattoo parlor. Oh, the blowjob in the tattoo parlor. Right. Which I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just imagining like a Times Square, like tattoo parlor in general. I'm kind of like, okay, I could get it. But like a time, a a Times Square tattoo parlor. Yeah. (sighs) Not for me. (laughs) (laughs) I just think about like on the street there's this really sad depressing elbow right when you walk out after doing something like really kind of like ooh you know maybe I degraded myself there a little bit and then you walk out and there's like a like a really sad elbow there's like a bumblebee from Transformers and you're like yeah I definitely degraded myself yeah you see the naked cowboy sitting out there yes Who's hotter than the guy you just left with? <laughs> oh no! Uh, so we're gonna give also get the sex a one, and that the the book overall. I mean, it's one out of ten, um, and it's all just bad. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna give it a two, just because I'm a little <laughs> tipsy at this point. I don't know what was good about it, other than it made me laugh while I was reading it and enjoying it with the two of you. Perfection. <laughs> yes. My ladies are strange. <laughs> honey that was a ride and i'm so proud of you for making it through that thank you so much (laughs) it was hard it was really hard um but thank you to everyone who listened and thank you to ayla nariu for your for the use of the song oh love off the album be held i can it's a bop. I can remember things. And thank you to the ladies of Strange, <laughs> Tiffany and Rebecca, for coming on. We lo- I love you so much. I love you we so much. We love you so much. And uh, yeah, guys, don't let this happen to you. Literally, don't, na- don't date a guy whose nickname is Vicious. Right? Or and a guy that smokes in bed. Yeah, safety. don't date a guy who smokes in bed. Red flag, red flag, literally, because his bed is burning. Bye! Bye. <laughs>